Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Not this episode. We do that for our recaps. This is a recap, but not of live wrestling. It's of the dark side of the ring. Uh, we are deep, deep into season three. Uh, coming round the bend to the last couple episodes, I believe. Correct. Uh, next week uh, is uh, XPW. And after that is the steroid trial, one we both both episodes. Honestly, we've both been looking forward to. Yep, yep, quite a bit. Uh, the ones we're going to review. So I, I think those are going to be meaty enough episodes for us to dig into. We'll probably do separate recaps for those. But this week again, we're going to do two episodes in one. Um, generally speaking, when they are character focused, I mean, obviously a lot of the dark side episodes that are singularly character focused. Um, follows a mildly similar pattern. Um, person finds success. Person with rough upbringing finds success in in wrestling, and uh, you know because it's not wrestling in 2021. Seemingly everything preceding the aughts, uh, uh, it's, it's it's kind of a rough industry. Not the easiest industry. I feel like that's putting it mildly too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems uh, like a very rough industry. A very both, rough industry. Both of these episodes, uh, in their own way, focused on individuals that, for one reason or another, um, couldn't quite keep it together enough to survive uh, a, 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 a healthy career in professional wrestling and, and went down a dark path of, in various ways. And, and and it's sort of a story in those vague terms that we hear a lot in pro wrestling, uh, like I said, leading up to and including kind of the aughts. And after that, you see a little bit, you know, it's, I think Benoit was obviously a massive turning point because the wellness policy in WWE, people really started paying attention to CTE. And it's like, wow, maybe... Uh, uh, medicating ourselves to a slow death or to a, to an early death isn't the way to well, go. I think also maybe, maybe in the wake of, of, of the Benoit tragedy or maybe uh, uh, even preceding it, we see wrestlers who 
start to take care of their bodies, you know, mm-hmm. and not run as hard as those in the past. Where I mean, yeah. they're, they're working, they're working, you know, they're working uh, long days or traveling all over the country in the crazy independence. schedules. Yeah, yeah, crazy schedules. But rather than medicating, self-medicating, they're eating right, taking care of their bodies, mm-hmm. uh, not indulging in some of the excess that their predecessors had. Instead, uh, you know, focusing on their careers. And, and and taking care of themselves, you know, maybe those are, are kind of hap- happening simultaneously. Maybe one falls from the other. I don't know. I'd have to look at a timeline or something. Um, but we get to the point now where it seems like so many wrestlers are less into the extracurricular stuff in pro wrestling, the drinking, the drugs, etc., and more just focusing on their craft and taking care of themselves. You know, well, there's also a premium these days on one thing that you notice is noticeably absent. And that's just time to either be with your family, to focus on yourself. Um, the you know wh- when you think about what wrestlers look for seemingly these days, one of the things that they really appreciate is just less days, less days on the road, less days uh, 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 in the ring taking bumps, a schedule that really helps elongate your career, and maybe even more importantly helps facilitate a positive mental health environment for yourself. Spending a lot of time on the road away from your family cannot be uh, uh, good for a person's mental health. It's just not really, that's not in the cards. And so when you look at a person like Luna Vachon, who obviously had a relationship with her son that, uh, you know, was not ideal, uh, you look at that and, and she's one of the regrets she has. I didn't have, I didn't have the time to be a proper mom. And you see that, you know, how many interviews have we seen with the children of wrestlers where, yeah, they mm-hmm. weren't around. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like a focus on filming, mean, you know, the, the the biggest up and coming star in AEW these days, Hangman Page, took the biggest show of the year off because he was having a kid. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that AEW didn't penalize him for it, he's probably going to be winning the world title coming up soon. Yep. Yep. There's a difference now, seemingly, with how things are done. Um, and uh, and that's good to see. It and is, because of shows like Dark Side, you can look back on history and, and understand why those changes are being made. And that especially can be said about uh, these two episodes, starting off with Johnny Canine. I didn't know anything at all about this guy. I didn't remember Same. him from WWF because I wasn't watching when I was a kid. Um, I mean, he was he, he might have been on when I first started watching. Obviously, he didn't leave much of an, of an impression, yeah. um, you know, and, and also if he was there as enhancement talent. He was there. He got beat probably three or four minutes, mm-hmm. and then you focus on who won the match, and, and he would just go to the back and you know collect his check and move on with his day, you know. Yeah. Um. And it was interesting seeing his evolution from WWE enhancement talent, WWF time enhancement talent, uh, uh getting noticed by uh, Jim Cornette, and then being brought to Smoky Mountain, and, hit, and Cornette trying to make something of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and 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 the lengths that Johnny K9 was willing to go to. Uh, you know, probably most uh, noticeably, and one they spend a lot of time talking about, Cornette does, is when he's doing a promo, he's supposed to break a bottle over his head. Mm-hmm. And Cornette's like, hey, we can gimmick this. You know, we can make it so it'll break easy. And, and Johnny K9 is like, no, 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 I'll do it. He's just bashing his head, his, the bottle over his head repeatedly. It's not breaking. He's got a lump, bleeding. Mm-hmm. And Cornette's like, all right, here, I'll put it in the oven, put it in some ice water, be really brittle, it breaks super easy. And they finally get the take. But it's like, if there's any kind of connective tissue, I feel like with these two episodes, it's two people who 
we're passionate about the wrestling industry. I mean, uh, Johnny K-9's wife mentioned, like, towards the end, he kind of, he wanted to be a wrestler, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he got into some other stuff, but he wanted to be a wrestler. You talked about and, opening a wrestling school, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and watching the Luna episode, it's obvious that she wanted to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be a wrestler. She wanted to actually wrestle, yeah. And and for whatever reason, the industry didn't necessarily reciprocate the passion they had for the business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I also feel like it's 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 two episodes. That That's a good point. I feel like the, the, the drawing line between the two episodes also is you have one person who is self-destructive, Luna Vachon, you have one person who is simply destructive. You know, for, for, for a guy who wanted to be a wrestler, he had options, and, and he elected to go down a road yeah. that seemingly, it's, it's funny because, you know, the, at the end of the day, and I, you know, given that he was a wrestler, he didn't have enough evidence, he wasn't ever convicted for murders, Right, he wasn't. He spent time because they were awaiting trial. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then there was the botched thing towards the end, which I forget even what that. Yeah, he he was he he went to jail for that, and then was like let out in the halfway, and then he died. Um, that guy just seemed to be. I mean, yeah, it eventually led to his demise in like 2017, and he just lived a really hard life. Yes, but like that dude just went out of the way to make bad decisions, and sometimes. Sometimes people just make bad decisions and you can't really blame anybody but those people because you just you're out there making bad decisions. And it's interesting because oftentimes on, on our reviews, we talk about the dichotomy between the human, the person uh, behind the scenes and the person in the ring. Well, the interesting thing about Johnny K9 is that there is a person behind the scenes and and there was a guy who was going around murdering people <laughs> like the, yeah. there wasn't there was the, the, the dichotomy. The guy in the backstage seemed to be just like a jovial version of the person you saw in the ring. But then yeah. there was this dark side of him who was like, hey, I'm really ambitious in the world of organized crime and motorcycle clubs. I'm yeah. going to go do this stuff. I'm going to bomb a yeah. police building. So with the Johnny Canine episode, uh, what we kind of get is a story told from three perspectives. On one hand, you have the wrestlers that, uh, that, that were interviewed that he wrestled with, in some cases, were roommates with. So you had Scott Demore, You had Chris Jericho. And you had Lance Storm, and they right. all talk about a guy who, as you mentioned, was jovial, friendly. Um, yeah, he would occasional, occasionally show maybe some some uh, little bits of violence, but nothing they saw gave them any idea that he was uh, in deep in some criminal enterprises. Um, and, and Lance Storm actually at the very end has a really kind of poignant uh, uh, bit about how, you know, hearing about all that Johnny K-9 did and how uh, Lance Storm thought, well, he wasn't Johnny K9 wasn't the person that I was hoping he would be. Yeah, yeah. The level of disappointment that I felt like Lance Storm had about the whole situation was really palpable. He's getting emotional about He's it. He's getting really emotional towards the finish, yeah. Yeah. And then you have the perspective of Johnny K9's wife, who is pretty much, yeah, he was a criminal, but I still don't believe he murdered anybody. Yeah. yeah. And then you have the police who say at the end, yeah, he did pretty it. sure he might have been involved in homicides. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to, you know, I've, I've seen probably too many episodes of Dateline and the number of times you see people say, you know, oh, I didn't know. Generally speaking, um, the person, the people you know best, like if, if, if you went out and killed some people and there was irrefutable evidence, I'd just be like, hey, man, I thought I knew that guy better. But like what I've learned is that it's it, like it, it kind of can be anybody. 
know, like like people aren't stupid in general. Some of them are. But people generally are stupid. You like to think that, you know, your dad or your or, or your uncle or your father or uh, your mother or whatever aren't going to or your spouse aren't murderers. But murderers have families and they know how to keep secrets, too. And so, like, you know, your people are going to defend their loved ones because they don't want to believe that they raised a child with uh, or fell in love with a murder. And so. It's just a sad fact of life that when this shit happens, yeah, man, I mean, the, 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 you don't you don't know everybody. You don't know the people even you think you're closest to. Um, yeah. you, you know, you, you like to think you can. And, you know, I would trust you with uh, whatever my family or my dog or whatever. But it's like then if they came back and said, hey, Larson uh, murdered a bunch of people, I'd be like, God, oh, that's shocking. But like, you know, that'd probably fuck me up. But at the end of the day, it would just go to show. I don't know anybody. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with that. But yeah, it was it was it was it's sad to hear, you know, a loved one of somebody who who put so much of her heart and so much of her trust into a guy who was just a murderer. Um Well even even she left him. And then after he got out of jail, like they got back together. And she was like, yeah. Don't get back into this stuff. Yeah. And he did. And he did he did it. And he, he did. Said, he said, I won't. I lied. Um so yeah, and uh it was just it was just bad move after bad move. But some people are just wired a certain way, and he seemed that way. I mean, Scott Demore uh, uh, told that story about you know one of the promoters uh, stiffing him on some money, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was like, yeah, he was like, oh, did he do that to you? I mean, he seemed like a good friend to have if you needed a, a tough yeah, in the corner. but like there was incidents like that where you know otherwise there was no indication that he was violent, you know, yeah, outside of when he's supposed yeah. to be violent in the wrestling world, which is in the ring, yeah. you know, which is yeah. all choreographed. Um, but that, you know, the incidents like that were, were, you know, they maybe in hindsight you say, okay, that's maybe a glimpse of who he really was, mm-hmm. you know, or at least an aspect of who he was that they basically otherwise never saw. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Seemingly. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, so yeah, the guy, he, he, he bullied the promoter. He choked the promoter out until he threw a bunch of money at him. Um, you know, there was that story, uh, it, what was interesting to me also, and I wish, I mean, I know it's sort of off topic, I guess, but like Cornette brings this guy in, names him Bruiser Bedlam, has the macho, the macho man you know, offers to put him over, and uh, and he does, seemingly creating a star. And then what was the reason for? So it was Cornette, I think, just said we had like a talent reshuffle. Yeah. And then we had nothing for him. Which is bizarre to me. They had him beat Macho Man. <laughs> Right. That's a serious investment. Yeah. Like the guy, you know, he had a great look. He was a very like his 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 presentation, if you will, was at least an eight because he was he was very charismatic, very distinctive. Um, and uh, and and yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, we had nothing. And but the guy was cool. That, oh, OK, thanks, brother. You know, but then his wife know. talked about how how crushing that was for him because yeah. that was, you know, that was as close as he, he had gotten to, you know, real success in yeah. the wrestling business you know being an enhancement talent wbf i'm sure pays maybe decently i don't know yeah but you know you're not on the marquee mm-hmm. you know wrestling in the indies yeah. you know again you might be able to make a, a little bit of money but if you're you know in a promotion that's maybe getting some attention and you're made a star there then you can move on to other things but you know 
Yeah, it's just it's it's to me it sort of was glossed over. Yeah, we had a talent reshuffle, didn't have yeah, anything really for him. I'm like, really wait, how would you not have anything for this massive monster of a human being? Like, this is just what it's like a mainstay in pro wrestling. Are, are, those are kind of there's not a lot of them around. I know, um, especially one that you invested seemingly a lot of time and energy into building up. Yeah, that was weird. That was uh, weird. There was that. Uh, I like I like Chris Jericho's story of washing dishes. <laughs> this he guy, he run them under the, under the water, and they were clean in his estimation. <laughs> little yes. bits of food. I was so grossed out by that. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then I mean, he ended up dying under in 2017 under uh, sort of the, the shady circumstances, according to some. I mean, the dude when he, they said he was 53 and he died of natural causes, I'm like, given what you just told me for the last 30, 45 minutes, that's not shocking. Uh, but uh, you know, his wife maybe believes that there's a conspiracy involved. Um, so who knows? And then his uh, his 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 former running mate in uh, the Satan's choice order, choice. choice. There you go. Um, uh, was like, yeah, they probably gave him something. So uh, so I don't know. I mean, it was an interesting story uh, about an interesting personality who, you know, just uh, I guess got caught up in the life, man, and that that just happens. I guess I, I'm not cut out for that shit. Nope, nor am I. Nor <laughs> only am I. In, only in GTA, um, and even then, I feel a, a little bit of guilt whenever I run down an NPC. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and then there's a there's a Luna Luna Vachon episode. I knew like a lot more about her than I did about Johnny Canine. Um, yeah, but you know, again, man, it's it's so heavy when they start talking about you know the backstory. Uh, it's just, it's, I mean, the same thing with Johnny canine, you know, uh, could you imagine like, dude, for me, Christmas was like Disneyland every year, you know, mm-hmm. for, for, for Johnny canine, Christmas was a nightmare because his dad would get drunk and chase the kids around with a broomstick and, and beat the crap out of him. It's horrible. Absolutely it terrible. Horrible. It is horrible. Um, and Luna Vachon, uh, uh, it's, it's sort of a hazier situation when it came to that element. I mean, she, she was raised by the Vachons. Yeah, After, because yeah, because yeah, her 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 adoptive father, yeah, was staying at a hotel in Atlanta. This is a story he told. Um, and during the night, he heard a gunshot. He looked out the window, saw nothing, went back to sleep. He got up in the morning. Someone was on the uh, you know banging on his door, and it was uh, the wife of the owner of the hotel who had apparently shot himself during the night. And Luna was her daughter, and yeah. so he married a widow. And adopted Luna. That is a crazy story. Like that's a nuts story. Uh, I'd, I'd like to know like the details of that because how does one lead to the other? But regardless, um, yeah. So she got raised in the professional wrestling mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they ran that great angle with Kevin Sullivan. Uh, uh, I need to check out some of that stuff he was doing in there because it seems it pretty wild. Really cool, right? It looks pretty. It looks pretty insane. Like the yeah, like so she was like a reporter or kayfabe, and uh, she got punched by Kevin Sullivan during like a brawl, mm-hmm. and then she ended up joining. He's like a Satanist, so he was like a cult, mm-hmm. and she joined, and she like got all duded up, looked all cool and stuff. I thought that was a really neat story they were seeming to tell there. Even later on, when like she had um Gangrel and the other dude, mm-hmm. uh, like their their outfits were really cool looking, yeah. like very yeah. minimalist but very striking in the design yeah. aspect of things. Yeah. I mean, when you watch it back, maybe it's hokey as shit, but Dark Side makes it look like it's really, really cool stuff. Maybe it is I mean, really cool. I mean, some of the Kevin Sullivan stuff, like the clips I've seen, 
they all seem all in on that gimmick. That dude invested everything. That guy was emotionally invested in that shit. Yeah, and so it, I feel like if 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 they're believable, I can get past some cheesy stuff in the presentation. Yeah, 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 yeah. A good and point. get and get into the story they're telling. You know, yeah, yeah. like a pre- presentation is 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 good to cover other deficiencies, but the story is mm-hmm. really strong. Mm-hmm. If the presentation is a little meh. I'll still be into it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes if the presentation is a little meh, it might add to it because it's like you're watching, you know, like a legitimate, mm-hmm. you know, like a David Koresh situation or something. Oh, you know, I mean, it's, it has that vibe, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's all the old VHS stuff. So but, before uh, before that particular, uh, uh, which before joining up with Kevin Sullivan's uh, crew in uh, was a Florida Championship Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, they talk about her wanting to get into business. Um, you know, and as a woman's wrestler at the time, if you wouldn't be trained as a woman's wrestler, you got to go to Tabula school. That's right. Yeah. And, and then, you know, they didn't go into a whole lot of details apart from one incident about, you know, the various stories. I mean, one of the people they interviewed said, everybody's got one Mula story mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, having to deal with that. There was other talk about other, uh, uh issues that Luna had faced in her youth. Um, again, not a whole lot of details but none of it sounded all of it sounded bad it just sounded bad yeah it sounded bad put it yeah um and then on top of that they said even from an early age she was getting treatment for uh mental health issues yeah yeah and again you know the it's also it's a lot more acceptable these days to be you know uh, uh to understand that mental health is or issues are a real thing and there's a lot more treatment options out there uh back then you know, it's not something that was widely discussed, talked about or accepted as, you know, a part of, you know, these days it's it's a perfectly normal thing and acceptable thing to want to address your mental health. Back then, not so much because in the wrestling industry, they'd consider you weak, weird, whatever, unreliable, whatever. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that seemed to be, again, with her specifically uh, a running thread throughout the episode. You know, you get into the wrestling business. She wants to be a wrestler, and you get so close. It was interesting when uh, 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 Medusa was talking about, um, you know, wanting to put her over and get the belt mm-hmm. on her. That was it. Was almost like you know, they 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 just ran their own little booking committee there. I'm wondering if it was a situation where she was like, "Hey, I really want to put you over." I wonder if there was any discussion about, "Hey, let's go talk to Vince about putting the title on you." It that didn't seem like it based up. on how yeah. Medusa was, was talking about <laughs> yeah. things. Right. That, yeah, it seemed very much like, hey, let's just go out there and, and, and you can win this title. It's like, but, I'm frustrated with the situation. You're frustrated with the situation. Let's make something of this for, you yeah, know, let's and, go and, and put a spotlight on us. You know, that's yeah. what it felt like. Um, I liked how she described it. Was, uh, you know, we had six people in our division and like five guys around a table circle jerking because they didn't know what to do with the women's division talking about the booking committee. <laughs> Vince and his guys. Um Sorry, I'm coughing like Cornette over here. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, and then she, you know, she eventually does. Uh, uh, she has a relationship with uh, what was it, her first husband's name? They were married for just a cup of coffee, and and then oh. Gangrel got involved in the situation. Tom, Tom, something or another. Yeah, I watched it this morning. But. Yeah, same. And uh, and there was an altercation there. Her and Gangrel ended up getting married, and it was just sort of a, 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 an explosive fit, in his words. Um, and, uh, and that didn't last, uh, she had already had kids and, uh, and, and yeah, but then she made it to the WWF and then, you know, uh, you get that stuff uh, later on with, uh, with Sable 
which of course, you know, then is, is just infuriating. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, man, you're doing the work. Like, shouldn't you think that the person doing the work? So the, the, the thing was, you know, obviously Sable didn't know how to wrestle a lick. And uh, but because of the way because of her appearance, because of her presentation, um, Vince thought it was a 10 and decided to, to push her to the moon. And so he used Luna to, to put her over Luna, a veteran, a wrestler, somebody who knew what she was doing, mm-hmm. made Sable look good. She comes through the curtain. Everybody's cheering. She thinks it's for her at first, and then she realizes, oh, it's for Sable, who didn't do jack shit. I did all the shit, made her look good, and yet I don't get any of the uh, the credit there. All she mm-hmm. wanted was a little bit of credit, you know? Some recognition, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially you, you think about that, where she gets a moment to showcase what she could do in the ring, which seemingly throughout this episode, it seemed like those instances were few and far between, especially mm-hmm. when she first came in in the early mid-'90s. They talk about how her... And Sherry Martell, two really accomplished wrestlers, yeah, were stuck being managers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and especially at that time during the Attitude Era, there wasn't a whole lot of there was basically there wasn't a whole lot of emphasis placed on women's wrestling. Right. Yeah. There were some really talented wrestlers during that time, Jacqueline, Luna, mm-hmm. several others, but it was it was more the 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 what's the word I'm looking for here salacious stuff they were focusing yes, on yeah, rather yeah. than than action exploitative stuff yeah yes um and and they talk about how luna had a problem with that she just wanted to wrestle mm-hmm. you know and you, she's an opportunity where she gets to wrestle she puts someone over she makes someone look good she goes backstage and everybody seemingly looks right past her mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. heartbreaking it is absolutely it is um and then, yeah, and then uh, when she, again, was talking about the exploitation stuff, when she didn't want to participate in whatever match it was, the brawn panties type stuff, where she'd be required to, like, lose her top, she was like, man, you spent all this money and time making me ugly, and now you want me to do that. It's like, man, she just wants to wrestle, and uh, they didn't fire her on the spot, but eventually they did uh, a couple weeks down the line. Mm-hmm. And... uh and uh, and then, you know, she just sort of couldn't find her way after that. Like, you know, she was hanging out with motorcycle dudes. She was doing car towing. Um, and then uh, in, in 2010, but she still couldn't find the stability that she always wanted. She Her son said that she didn't want to see her own grandchildren because in his words, he didn't think that she he thought he felt that she didn't think she was good enough. And uh, and and then. And then yeah, she ended up passing in 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 2010 from mm-hmm. uh, it was like an overdose, right? Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, her, her son said either either that or or she had choked on something. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That's what that's that's how we put it. Um, and you know, several people towards the end were talking about how if she were around now, she would have been a perfect fit into women's wrestling as it exists today, which is yeah. you know emphasis on actual wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And how you know? And I thought Mick Foley's eulogy that he read it was about lovely. her was 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 great. It was absolutely lovely. great. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just appreciate the the caterpillar. You don't need the butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciate people for what they are now. And and her you know adoptive father said the same thing. You know, uh, appreciate people while they're alive. Don't wait till they're dead because we only get a little bit of time here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's very apropos. It's very apropos for a lot of these dark side of the rings. Um, and uh, but yeah, no, I thought all that was very poignant, and uh, and yeah, just again, somebody who might have been born just too early, 
And uh, but because unfortunately back then it was just uh, wrestling was not it was a, it was a tough tough industry for people to survive, and uh, and and it would kick you to the curb pretty easily. You know they didn't Vince didn't take care of his people. You know that's an understatement. Yeah. He had unfortunately yeah. had to be sort of forced into that. Yep. Yep. So unfortunately. Uh. So yeah. Next week, uh, XPW. That's exciting. Because we yes. were there for so much. Yes, stuff. I saw in the in the in the teaser that they were going to talk about the Messiah getting his his thumb cut off. They, they better. That was a huge they, moment back. They then. had an interview. They had a little interview bit where he's describing how it went down. They I saw a little bit of reenactment oh, in the, in the no. tease for it. So. Ew, oh my goodness, I can't wait for that one. That should be a lot of fun to talk about. Bring yes. back some memories. Oh yes, um, <laughs> some some very 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 traumatic. Memories. I'm assuming they're going to talk about the Supreme being oh, on they fire. Have to. They have to. Oof. <laughs> I know, right? Oof. Anyways, thanks everybody for t- uh, tuning in. We appreciate it. Leave us some comments below. Uh, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.